Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord Christ, good shepherd of the sheep, you seek the lost and guide us into your fold. Feed us and we shall be satisfied. Heal us and we shall be whole. Make us one with you, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners, Peter and John, stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 1 John. We know love by this, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, Let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before God whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and God knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from God whatever we ask, because we obey the commandments and do what pleases God. And this is God's commandment, that we should believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and love one another, just as Jesus has commanded us. All who obey God's commandments abide in God, and God abides in them. And by this we know that God abides in us, by the Spirit that God has given us. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, 
sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep who do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. I don't play poker. No surprise to most of you. Actually, it's been a long time since I played any card game. But I learned that in poker, there is some debate about whether or not to show your hand, to lay down your cards at the end of the hand. I do remember a very different experience of laying down my cards. It was an exercise that I was doing on reflecting on life's values. I had 10 strips of paper in my hand, 10 things most important to me in life, everything from work to marriage to nature to other values or things I love. I was asked to, mad, to imagine which card, which value I would be willing to part with first and to lay a card on the table, so to speak, one at a time. Laying down the last three cards, as you can imagine, was very emotional. Imagining living without them Reminds me of the Buddhist concept of impermanence. Nothing lasts forever. The Gospel of John shows its cards from the beginning. Jesus, word made flesh, lays down his life for us that he may take it up again. Jesus dying, rising, and sending the Spirit, not only in the first century, but today. And Jesus, as good shepherd, reveals a God who desires to be known. I know my own, and my own know me. Last Sunday, the New York Times had a special section 
in which people reflected on what happened to them during the pandemic the past year. How they and we have had to lay down so many things dear to us, living closer to ever, closer than ever, to life's deepest questions. It's been a kind of collective near-death experience, at least for those lucky enough to survive, and also an awakening, a birth, a transformation is beginning to emerge. Mary Fugate is 31 and writes that she lived most of 2020 dying for human interaction. From her front porch, she noticed different kinds of birds, so she downloaded an app to learn their songs. These birds became her friends. Her morning dove would always sing between 7 and 11 a.m. Then, last summer, her sister was hospitalized with a cancerous cyst. Though they were estranged, Mary offered to go stay with her sister in New Mexico. Now, like all of us, Mary has her own issues that she's dealing with. But as she drove across the country to New Mexico, she had a revelation. I'm the girl who, despite all the challenges, will drive across the country in a pandemic to be with the people I love. A laying down of her life, if you will, for another. Now, diagnosed herself with PTSD, for Mary, even wearing a mask was triggering. If she was terrified to leave her home to buy groceries, how would she drive across the country? Yet spending 10 hours a day in the hospital with her sister became, it became a kind of meditation. I can do these things. I can do these things for the people I love, she said to herself. But then, when Mary returned to the loneliness, to the emptiness of her apartment, she decided to, to move back home with her parents. And as she drove around the neighborhood and began to drive out of the city, she wept, like laying value cards on the table one by one. She grieved the future she thought she would have. She grieved not being able to tough it out and stay. She grieved the loss of independence. But then, on one of the first days at her parents' home, Mary heard the song of the morning dove again. And then she started to cry, even in a different location. The song was familiar. Though Mary doesn't know who she's becoming, she knows she can't go back to a before. She's changed. Her values have changed. Now she finds herself getting excited about getting ready for baby ducks on the farm. The slower pace is a comfort. Now, there are parts of 2020 that Mary never wants to talk about. She was afraid she would lose her sister, and she was afraid she might lose her own self. Yet now, she's beginning to see that transformation is emerging. 
something that could not have happened without her laying down her old life as she knew it for the sake of love, for the sake of another, for the sake of a new beginning. Who could have thought that the horrific sight of a white police officer laying his knee on the neck of an African-American would birth an awakening. Now, George Floyd did not lay down his life willingly, but many hope that this moment is a pivot in our criminal justice and police reform as our nation continues to face the racism that's built into all of our systems and institutions. And who can imagine that a hybrid kind of liturgy like this, folks online, and wow, it looks like such a full church today in person, could be a time for opportunity. Our, our migration to YouTube and HT Unmuted next week is part of this transition. The same is true for the Lakeview Lutheran Parish. What do we need to lay down to have a stronger witness together in this community? How can shared online ministries, shared staff that avoid duplication and costs, help us to use our limited resources more wisely? And in the aftermath of Earth Day, how can we lay down our lives, take radical steps for change for the sake of Mother Earth, for the sake of generations still to come? Amid danger, the Good Shepherd lays down his life for the ones entrusted to him, that they, that we, that each of us may know fullness of life. And if you listen closely to that amazing gospel, it's for the sake of the other sheep as well, whoever they may be in our time. Our God desires to bring them to the fold as well. This gospel enables us to lay down our lives, lay down our smugness, lay down our disdain for those who see things differently than we do, for the sake of those outside the fold, and for the common good. Lay or lie? It's a grammatical conundrum. You lay down a card, you lie on a couch. Certainly we are called to lay down our lives for the sake of others, to lay down our cards, so to speak, meaning to make our intentions known, to live our baptismal faith in word and deed. But isn't it true sometimes you just want to lie down and cover up? In such troubled times, it's Psalm 23 that reminds us of God's tender care. We lie down in green pastures. We rest beside still waters. We marvel at buds and shoots and blooms and flowers. The earth restores us. We hear the birds sing. So before we rise up and face the daunting tasks before us, people of God, take some moments to lie down, to lie down and bask in God's unconditional love 
and grace and mercy. Amen.
Alleluia. Christ is risen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans, for rivers and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. The Israelites escaped through the sea, and Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all creation. Wash away the sin within us and drown the evil around us. Shower us with your spirit that your forgiveness, grace, and love may be renewed in our lives. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Alive in the risen Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Loving Shepherd, you know your own and your own know you. Your voice calls us to your loving embrace. Strengthen your church throughout the world that we bear witness to your expansive love. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Gracious Shepherd, you are generous with the gifts of goodness and mercy. Restore your creation to wholeness so that cities and towns, countryside and wilderness may abound with life. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Hope-giving Shepherd, the nations and peoples are your heritage. Place into the hearts of all leaders and rulers the passion to serve. Curb any desire to overpower others and give leaders joy in lifting up the lowly. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Abiding Shepherd, your love flows as we reach out to those around us. Move us with your spirit so that we lay down our lives for those in need, especially those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Help us love one another in truth and action. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Saving Shepherd, you restore us to wholeness. Help our community in our life together and give us vigor 
as a people of faith. In the midst of pandemic challenges and opportunities, fill us anew with your Holy Spirit. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Eternal Shepherd, you hold us securely in your loving hands. In the assurance of resurrection hope, we remember our loved ones who have died in you, especially Blessed Mary, Mark the Evangelist, Catherine of Siena, and Philip and James Apostles. Bring us with them to dwell in your house forever. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Because of God's unconditional grace and mercy, we do indeed lie down in green pastures. We know that we are loved and accepted for who we are, and we accept one another and welcome one another without exception. Whatever our race or the color of our skin, whoever we love or marry or our gender identity, our spiritual or religious affiliations, our, how we see politics, how we see the world, as hard as it is to not have those kind of factions, in Christ we are indeed one people. Well, things are changing and more folks are being vaccinated. We are gradually returning to in-person events like we have today. And as part of that transition, as many of you know already, next Sunday on May 2nd, our 9.30 service, this liturgy will be migrating, will be moving from Zoom to YouTube. Our new live streaming equipment is designed for YouTube and other platforms. People will be able to access this liturgy directly from our website or from our YouTube channel. Or if you have a smart TV in your home, you can sit and view it from there rather than in front of a small laptop. But like always, there are gains and losses. I will be the first to say that I will miss seeing names and faces on Zoom. And we've been thinking how we might have the best of both worlds, even when on YouTube. First, we'll use the comments section on YouTube for engagement, like saying hello when we arrive. Hello, this is Mark from Rogers Park. We will also, um, you will also be able to keep the, the video feed on full screen, again, of course, if you prefer to not see these comments. But we also have a new idea that we're gonna try to try to capture the sense of community that we have on Zoom. Immediately following each Sunday liturgy on YouTube, we're hoping that many of you will go to HT Unmuted on Zoom, the same link we always use to share the peace, to greet one another, to hear some announcements and conversation. And our Saturday night service at HT Loop will continue to use Zoom if you are a Zoom lover. One final suggestion, particularly for those of you at home or who imagine that you will be participating mostly at home as we move to this new live streaming equipment. We will be gradually projecting fewer texts online so that we can show more of what's happening in our sanctuary. And there are various ways that you might have the text before you. One, of course, as some of you have already been doing that, to print out the bulletin so that you can follow along with the hymns and texts. 
Another that some people have recommended is to have another device that you might be watching or viewing or participating is a better word with the service on your television and have another device with the PDF of the order of service. And then another one that I would love for more folks to consider getting some good resources in your home would actually be to purchase the Evangelical Lutheran Worship and the new supplement, All Creation Sings, so that you can actually have these books and open them when you sing. There's information in last week's email about how to order those, and we'll try to make that even more available. This is such a good idea anyway, to have these spiritual resources for you in your home. Though change is hard, and Holy Trinity has lots of practice at it these past decades, I commend you for your openness, that through this pandemic and the changes ahead, we will be, we'll move forward to what God is calling us to be as a congregation for the sake of one another and for the sake of the world. Again, a welcome to all of you. If you are a newcomer and you've not yet filled out our online newcomer form, that will be in the chat so that we may learn about you and subscribe you to our weekly e-newsletter. And thank you for your offerings. There's a chat for those of you not on recurring offerings, a way to give online. Our small bites today will be based on an article on a man who gave up the internet when he was in the pandemic for nearly a year. What we might learn from that for our own internet lives. Jen, I'm going to invite you to come up. Also, please note that we have um, we volunteer at the pantry on April 27th, a couple days from now. And lastly, maybe you're an urban dweller who would love to get your hands in some weeds and some dirt and some mowing of grass. We're assembling a garden team. As you're able to help with any of those tasks, you can um, uh, reach out to Rita Schnell. I'm going to let her read, raise her hand right after worship today and find out more about that, to be on the team, or also to email her as well. And now, a special announcement from Jenna. Good morning. Remember how in the before times, we used to gather together, most definitely within six feet of each other, and enjoy fellowship with each other? It's been a minute. And now, with the miracle of science and vaccines in arms, we can finally begin to gather together again in person with a few safety precautions in place. My name is Jenna Payton, and I invite you to join me and others from our Holy Trinity community in a service and fellowship opportunity with and for our Holy Trinity members, Audrey and Ariel Frost. Some of you may know Ariel, who shares her gifts as choir member, cantor, and viola player with our congregation. And you may know her mother, Audrey, who shares her gifts in our nursery and also for hosting monthly Kids Night Out. On Thanksgiving Eve 2019, the house next door to the Frost family was damaged by arson, and that arson in turn damaged the Frost home and their backyard. After the fire, while the family was living in a hotel, their home was burglarized and damaged further. The impact on the family was huge. We invite you to help restore their south side home and yard on May 15th and May 22nd. We need tools, finances, and good old-fashioned labor to help us achieve this goal. We need people of all skill sets for every imaginable task, from picking up glass from the blown-out win windows next door, to landscape repairs, 
to sanding and painting a wrought iron fence. It's a lot of work, two days' worth, but we can do it together. In the e-news and dropped in the chat, thanks to Bo, you will find a link to a webpage with more information. There are two Sign Up Genius links. The first link is for volunteering. You can choose to volunteer on May 15th. Uh, May 15th, uh, May 22nd, or even for both days. <laughs> the other Sign Up Genius link is to lend tools and needed equipment. Thanks to a Thrivent grant, each workday volunteer will get lunch from Potbellies and a super cool, one-of-a-kind Thrivent t-shirt. If you are unable to volunteer on either workday, would you be able to help us financially? We are volunteering our labor, but need financial support to purchase the necessary landscaping, fence, and other items. Via the link in the chat and the e-news, you can donate any amount to the Frost Family Home Repairs. The need is there, and we, together as a community, can meet that need. And together, we can not only enjoy each other's fellowship in the lovely backyard of the Frost Family Home, but we can make a difference for this family that means so much to so many of us. If you have questions, please call, email, or text me. My info is also in the chat. I will see you on the 15th and the 22nd. Thank you. Both of those dates are Saturdays, by the way. By the way. As Christ lays down his life for us, may we lay down our lives for one another.
praise to you, O God, for your word of life, creating a wondrous universe, proclaiming freedom from captivity, becoming the song of your people. We praise you, O God, for your word. Your word is made flesh among us. With Mary Magdalene in the garden, you call us by name. With Thomas beholding your wounds, you call us to believe. With sheep of other folds, we are gathered by your voice. Your word names our death and our life, a seed that falls into the earth and dies, rain and snow that come down from heaven to water the earth a vine in which we abide. Through your word, you appoint us to bear fruit, fruit that will last. We bless you, O God, for your word. By your living word, we are witnesses of these things. Breathe into us your Holy Spirit. Open our minds to understand the scriptures. Give us wisdom to declare what we have heard what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Fill us with strength to love, not in word or speech alone, but in truth and action. With every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, we join in the hymn of all creation. And we thank you, O God, for your life-giving word. We thank you, O God, for your life-giving word. Trusting in God's tender, motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us, using the ancient position of open hands. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Christ, the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life for his sheep, draw you and all who hear his voice to be one flock within one fold. And the blessing of the Holy Trinity, one God, be with you and remain with you forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace and share the good news.